0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, Jenks, let's talk some NBA and get caught up what's going uh, on around the league. So if you're looking for something wrong with the Clippers, because right now it's hard to find something. The Clippers Mm -hmm. have looked like the best team in the Western Conference, but here's a little breadcrumb, and you'll tell me if this is something that we need to be aware of Or if it's something that's, okay, it's just something that comes along with the territory. Because apparently the Clippers sent two players home from their road trip, P.J. Tucker and Bones Highland, which are role players, but I feel like they're familiar role players. You've heard of P.J. Tucker was a big part of uh, the Milwaukee Bucks when they made their run in the NBA Finals. Bones Highland playing with the Nuggets previously. A great story there with, you know, his career. So I was kind of shocked to see this. With P.J. Tucker, apparently the reason he got sent home was because he's not happy with his playing time, which when you're playing for a good team, this is it's not a problem that always happens, but somebody's going to be the odd man out. And it's been P.J. Tucker. So here's what he did and what you probably shouldn't do if you're unhappy with your job. He said, quote, all this bleep is a bleeping joke on instagram after the trade deadline pass so jinx do you think there is a more graceful way to handle not playing the minutes that you want
1: yes and it's (laughs) not going on instagram and then immediately saying something that you're going to regret and i love how guys do this i think my favorite i think my favorite example of this was kadarius tony was it where no no you know, when he went on – and he didn't even play in the Super Bowl. And it was crazy where he comes out and he just eviscerates the Chiefs. I'm not injured, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets all that blowback. And then what does he say? Hey, no, I was talking about the Giants. It wasn't talking about the Chiefs. Like, everyone knows. Everyone knows you're talking about the Chiefs guy. Like, nobody believes you. You can't go back and just, like, put some whiteout over it and act like it didn't happen and then shift the blame. There's just – That's not a smart thing to do. And also, the funny thing about this is that you can complain about it, but he's not going anywhere. P.J. Tucker in particular, he has a player option next season for $11.5 million. So if he's out on the free market right now, there's not a team that's going to sign him For more than 11 million dollars it's just not going to happen i understand why he wants to play i get that but he's kind of stuck unless he wants some sort of release and then just he wants to take his shot and get some playing time somewhere and not make nearly as much money but he's not going to do that so what is he going to do he's going to have to sit on the bench and he's going to have to bide his time and this is not helping his cause so when you're not going anywhere and you're kind of stuck because you don't want to lose money The worst thing you can do is complain because he was already not getting any playing time. And now he's going to make things worse for himself. Not the smartest thing I've seen.
0: Right. And when you want a team to pick up your player option, like they're probably not going to do it if you're doing this stuff on Instagram. It just feels like one of those instances that if he would have waited 24 hours to calm himself down, say, okay, I'm going to sleep on it. And if in the morning I still want to post this, I'll post it. But come on, man, let yourself cool down. It's the internet. It's forever. They have receipts. So, yeah, feels like a dumb move. Uh, Bones Highland, uh, similar situation. He is not happy with his amount of playing time, but they're a good team. Like, what are you going to do? Whatever they're doing now is working. So just because somebody throws a temper tantrum, they're not going to be like, well, you know, he's unhappy. So I know we've been winning all these games, but why don't we let them get a turn? This is not youth league basketball, so I'm sorry, guys. Maybe you're the problem, and they're doing great without you, so just keep your mouth shut. It's part of winning basketball, apparently. All right, so let's look at the slate tonight and see if we can win some coin on a Thursday. So we've got only three games tonight, starting with the Bucks and the Grizzlies. Bucks lying 11 and a half, total of 223 and a half, and I do think there is an asterisk, that should be put before these games, if I can pronounce asterisk. It is that (laughs) this is the all-star weekend coming up. So Surgeon General's warning, some of these players might be a little checked out. If you've ever experienced the sensation of working a few days before your vacation, you know how it feels. These are humans. I would not be shocked if we see some of the superstars kind of coasting into some of these games. So Jenks with that in mind, 11 and a half with the Bucks. God. even against oh. a banged up Grizzlies team. I'm not oh. going to lie. It makes me nervous.
1: Ah, oh, God. You talk about a game I don't want to bet, Chelsea. When I was handicapping this game yesterday, I was like, oh, God, what a grind. You ever do that where you start and immediately mm-hmm. when you start going into the numbers or you just have a residual knowledge of each team and you're thinking this is not going to be fun. And this is one of those games where – I, I just want to stay away. Look, the Grizz are the worst team in the league when covering the number at so, home. At least the Grizz know who they are. They know they suck. They were the Grizzlies. We suck. But the Bucs don't even have any identity at all. And right now, they're coming off that loss to the Heat where Nikola Jovic, not Jokic, Jovic got the start and lit them up. And they were playing good defense for a couple games, and then they just lost it against the Heat. The Bucs have no idea who they are. Doc Rivers is trying to figure things out on the fly. So maybe you lean Bucs just because they can out-talent the Grizz, but this is a huge number. And for a Bucs team that is still figuring it out under their new head coach against a really bad team, ah, this is is a true no-play for me.
0: I think this is a tough one because you look at the Grizzlies and it feels like all hope has been abandoned. Like if you look at their injury report and if you look at their starting lineup, it's all of the who's who on the injury report and none of the people you know who are actually playing. Like there's a guy named Gigi Jackson that scored 20 last game. I was like, who is this guy? I've never even heard of him. But the angle that I was looking up was – Okay, what about the guys who are trying to make a name for themselves? Because this feels like the time where maybe these guys are extremely motivated still. You know, going into the All-Star break, they're not taking, you know, slacking days because they've mm-hmm. got to stay in the league. I was looking at maybe Luke Kennard, but he's been kind of up and down. He has really not had any massive outbursts as of late. Scoring a double figures, had 19 last game. Because I will say this. Defensively, the Bucks are not a team that have been very good. So maybe there's some value on maybe a prop for the Memphis Grizzlies. But still, this is not a team that offensively has a lot going for it. Uh, I couldn't even find like a true point guard in their lineup. So I don't know. Feels like a complete stay away for me. I tried it. Didn't find anything. So we are moving on. Let's go to the Warriors and the Jazz. Warriors laying a point and a half. Total of 237 and a half so jenks you're probably feeling snake bitten by the jazz are you going against him tonight
1: you know what i'm gonna do this is what i'm gonna do i i think i'm gonna go golden state here because the jazz burned me so this is me being bitter after i love the jazz got blown out taking on a lakers team it didn't have lebron in the lineup that line opened yesterday at three immediately went to four and a half then five and a half and i loved it did not matter but Golden State, surprisingly, has been the best team in the league when playing away from home. I'm not crazy about this either because both teams are on the back end of a back-to-back, and that's harder for me Mm -hmm. to cap. I I think more than anything, I kind of like the over, which is 237.5, and and the Warriors have sort of ramped up their offense. The Jazz can score a lot. Maybe some tired legs lead to more baskets. I think I'm going to look at the over. I think that's probably going to be my play.
0: I don't like anything in this Uh, one when both teams are coming uh, off of back to back. That's when it's really tough because usually, okay, if there's one side, maybe you can like assimilate something out of that. Also, from a prop standpoint, like I don't want to play any players coming off of back to back Mm -hmm. because usually those are not going to be your best performances. So it's a no from me on the side and it's a no from me on the player props. Uh, big sigh. No. Uh, how about the Timberwolves and the Trailblazers? Maybe our last gasp, but finding a good play in tonight's slate. We've got the T-Wolves laying eight and a half. We've got a total of 214 and a half. And a real treat here because these two teams just played each other two nights ago. Uh, so when you see something like this, where a team just you know played the other team, do you look yeah. at that result and say, "Hey, this one's going to play out similarly." The T was just one 121 to 109. Are you reading into that or do you say, "Hey, this is a different game?"
1: I I look at that and then I also think I also think this could be blowout city for the Blazers. It kind of reminds me of and it's different, but when you look at the Nets and the Celtics and then they played what two nights ago, And then Mm they're playing in Brooklyn and it was a push because the Celtics were favored by eight. And you think, all right, the number's right there. Then the number increases a little bit, but ultimately the Blazers are just really, really banged up right now. I mean, Scoot Henderson is out. Malcolm Brogdon is out. And again, the T-wolves won by 12. So, The reference i was making with the celtics and nets is that when they played the second time the celtics just dominated because they're so much better and that's what i feel like is going to happen here where minnesota is just so much better than the blazers and the blazers are banged up i think they limp into the all-star break so i'm gonna lay eight and a half minnesota actually that number seems short to me
0: yeah i think i would lean that direction too even though uh would be surprised if anthony edwards plays he scored 41 last time around but he was a game time decision in that game with knee soreness. He is on the injury report again. One would think that if it's the game going into the All-Star break, there's a chance he could be sitting. But I do think overall, the T-Wolves bet- much a uh, must much better squad going into this game.